And who agrees? Who's got a big God tonight? Hope that you do. And hope that you're the kind of person that wants to, wants to glorify the Lord. Is that you tonight, church? Few of you. That should be all of us, right? We all, all want to glorify the Lord and everything that we do. And in fact, the Bible tells us how we can do that here in the chapter that we read in John chapter 15. And notice again with me um, in, in, uh, in verse 6, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. And verse 8, notice that, herein is my Father glorified. How? That you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. And so tonight, as we, we begin our, um, our series here on Sunday evenings for this month, you've got to ask yourself then, what is, what is fruit? What is the fruit he's talking about? And we're going to talk about spiritual fruit, and we will get to the fruit of the Spirit, but we're not going to start there. We're going to start elsewhere. And um, you, you look at this, this chapter, and it's, a, it's one of those chapters that we ought to be familiar with. It ought to be something that we meditate on because it really is the key to giving God glory. And by the way, if I can remind you tonight before we really get started, our great purpose in life is to give God glory. You know, everything that we do is meant to glorify the Lord. And actually tonight, that, that is because that's our purpose, we ought to be mindful then of how fruitful we are. And so I want to ask you tonight, just to begin with, how, how fruitful are you as a Christian? And, and maybe if you're not sure how to answer that, I'm hoping as uh, we study through this that you'll recognize some fruit in your life. Uh, you know, it's always the case as we look at, look at who we are as, as believers, as Christians, that there's just, it's just a natural, it ought to be a natural outflow of our lives that we're fruitful. He says there, if, if I abide in you and you in me, the same bringeth forth much fruit. So it's actually a natural thing for us as believers. It's not something that needs to be manufactured. It's just something that, that ought to come out of us. It ought to be an outflow of a reality of Christ in our lives. And, and we understand what fruit is physically. We know right from the beginning, if you quickly turn to Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, and we might go back here in a little bit as well, depending on time, but notice how God built this in. I think we understand what, what fruit is. In fact, we named a few tonight, didn't we? And if we were to take, again, a survey of the church, we could probably name a lot more fruits. And there's some fruits that we tend to love to eat, some that we try to avoid as much as possible. And, um, and God, I think we understand, built that in. Look at, look at verse 11. He says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after this kind, and God saw that it was good. In verse 22, God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. So now he's speaking about um, animals, great whales, great, uh, great creatures that fly, and he's saying to them, Be fruitful and multiply. 
in uh, verses 28 to 29, now speaking about men, God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And God said in verse 29, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the, uh, all the earth. And every tree in the which is the fruit of the tree of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. So he's built into the, the whole nature of creation this idea of fruitfulness. You understand that the trees, they just do what trees do. They bring forth fruit. The animals, whether they're in the ocean, in the sky, or on land, they, they multiply and they bring forth fruitfulness after their kind. And so it's, it's, it ought to be something, the, the idea of fruit and fruitfulness, actually, it just like begets like. And so if we have Christ in us, there's a, there's a fruitfulness that comes out of that. That ought to be a natural thing. Now, we can't manufacture fruit. If you, if you buy fruit, it's manufactured. It's not fruit. It's a work. It's a substitute. It's not actually fruit. Fruit is something that is produced naturally. It's organic. And we understand that, I think, from a, from a basic principle point of view in, in, you know, when we go about and we look for, for fruit. Maybe your, your parents or maybe yourself, you like to go fruit picking. Any, anyone who likes to go fruit picking? Uh, we used to do that when we were kids, all right? And I think mainly because for my parents it was free. And then also we got fruit out of it and we got to eat that. So, you know, kill two birds with the one stone, right? It was an activity for us kids, but also it was something we can eat. And we used to go all manner of fruit picking. We went mandarin picking. We went apple picking and everything else, right? We, we would drive down to, um, uh, to, towards the Blue Mountains and some of those areas there, and there was just a lot of agriculture that way. And for a little while too, for a, a summer or two, my friends and I, we would do a summer job in Orange, out back New South Wales. And who knows what Orange is known for? Any, anyone? Actually, it's not oranges, it's cherries. Okay, I was trying to trick you. I was wanting someone to say oranges, and then I was going, aha, it's not. But um, it's, it was cherries. And so my friends and I, we, were, we would go there, and actually, just to be honest with you, we didn't do much cher cherry picking. We, ate, we did more cherry eating, all right? We were meant to be paid per bucket, and I'll tell you, we probably wasted a lot more money. We just ate and ate cherries until, honestly, to this day, I actually don't like cherries anymore. I ate that much. I can't stand it. Some of you, you're like, oh, how could you not like cherries? I just could not. I can't eat cherries anymore. I ate that much as a teenager. And, and it was just, we understand how that happens. You, you pick the fruit, and we understand what kind of tree it is based on what fruit it comes out of it. Right? We understand that. And, and so the, the principle there that Christ is giving is this analogy here that I think we understand that we are meant to bear fruit as a result of, of a relationship. Okay, that, that, that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ enables us then to be fruitful for Him. It, and, you know, I, I, honestly, I think sometimes we read passages like that and we just go, oh, yeah, well, well, we need to bear fruit. And we make assumptions. 
we assume, well, that means this fruit. And, and, you know, we'll pick one of two things, I think. We'll think, oh, well, the fruit of the Spirit. And you'd be correct, that's one of them. We'll get to that. The, the other common one that we'll hear is, well, it's the fruit of, of souls. And we'll cover that if we have time tonight. But there's some other things, I think, if we study Scripture, that we'll see there's spiritual fruits. And these are, these are some things that we can recognize and we can look at and we can see God doing in our lives. And we'll see that. And, and the first place, we need to be able to recognize it. A couple of months ago, actually, actually this past summer, I did the traditional thing and my, uh, I took my kids we went, and we went Mandarin picking. Okay, I finally bit the bullet. I said, oh, my parents did it. I'm going to do it too. All right, So we went Mandarin picking. But when we got there, the groundskeeper said, you know, not only can you pick mandarins here, you can pick bush lemons. Anyone ever heard of bush lemons? I had never heard of bush lemons. I thought it was pulling my leg. Right? But, but he said, look, there's bush lemons, and they make great, um, they're just great lemons. Now, my wife, she, she likes to make lemon meringue pies and all of that, and, and so if you, you ever want to ask her to do a dessert, that would be one of them. Let me make a suggestion. It's really good. All right, but um, so we thought, oh, let's try it. But you know what? We didn't know what it looked like. And when we got in there, there were mandarins galore, but they were all different types of fruits. And some of them were weird or spiky. So we figured that can't be it. All right, and so finally we ended up, we, we saw the groundskeeper come through again. And we said, hey, we're looking for these bush lemons and I can't find them. And they were like, oh, he looks like this. So he had to show us what it looked like so, so we could pick the right fruit. And what I'm saying tonight is, as we get into this study, is we're going to recognize some fruit that maybe, maybe you just passed by, you took for granted it's in your life, and you didn't realize it's a result of, of just that fruitfulness that we ought to have with the Lord. And I hope that it can encourage you. Maybe sometimes we can limit the, the fruits that we get from the Lord as, as those two things, and one of them particularly winning souls. And we ought to, we ought to, we ought to invest in telling others about Christ. We ought to. But I, I want to encourage you tonight, that's not the only fruit. That's a good fruit, and it's a spiritual fruit. But that's not the only fruit that, that can be produced in the life of a Christian. And we'll see that in, in a little bit as we go along in this. But I want, to, I want you to recognize the kind of fruits. Because here it is, sometimes we might even pick the wrong fruit. We might even think that, oh, I'm actually, I am fruitful, but we're looking at the wrong fruit. Maybe we're looking at a work instead. Maybe it's just something that we've done for ourselves. But a fruit is something that, is, that, that really is a, is a product of what the Lord is doing in our lives. But I want to start with a bit of groundwork and, and really what the Bible calls the fruit of our own decisions. Because in the first place, you've got to make right choices. Because right choices will produce the right kind of fruits in our lives. Look at Matthew chapter 7 now, Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, and um, we'll, we'll look at verses 15 to 20. I'll read, read a couple of verses here. He says in verse 15, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, they are ravening wolves. So there's a deception there. And he says in verse 16, Ye shall know them by their fruits. 
It says, do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. And then notice what he says, Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. So saying those, those who are, are trying to deceive, here's how you can tell what kind they are by the kind of fruits they produce in their lives. Okay, by their fruits you shall know them. And uh, what this is, 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 is an understanding that fruits tell us what is produced in our lives, again, tell us it's an indicator of what we are, right? And uh, again, this is going to sound familiar if you were here this morning in, in regard to our speech, our words, but we understand this, orange trees produce oranges, right? You came to Sunday night to get that tonight, <laughs> but our decisions our decisions, they actually bear out who we are. The kind of decisions we have, and, and there's a fruit to that. There's a fruit to the decisions that we make as people. You know, those are consequences or results. Tonight I'm here because of decisions I've made. Not someone else's, per se. And, and we'll, we'll see that in a little bit, because sometimes you are, there's a fruit to to others' decisions that affects you, but in the end, you still have to decide what to do with that. And, and what we see here is, is the, the, the Jesus teaching this very basic thing of how, how can you tell? It's based on the fruit, based on the outcome. You know, wisdom is known by her children. And so we understand that. Look at, look at Proverbs. Proverbs covers this a lot. Look at Proverbs 1, and then we'll, we'll work through Proverbs a little bit. Proverbs 1, and notice verse, verse 31. So th these are people who wouldn't hear the Lord. In verse 30, he says, They would none of my counsel. They despise all my reproof. So, so God was trying to give them counsel, trying to give them direction, trying to give them wisdom, which is the, really the principal thing. And verse 31, because of that, therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. So he was saying, I was trying to tell them. I was trying to advise them. I was trying to give them counsel, but they would have none of my reproof. And as a result, they're eating of the fruit of their own ways. Notice that. There's, there's a fruit to uh, the decisions that we make. Look at, look at chapter 10. Chapter 10, Proverbs 10. And notice verse 16. So when you read the, the Proverbs, there's a, in a statement there, in one verse, really there's, there's the same principle, but said in different ways. All right, so he says, The labor of the righteous tendeth to life, the fruit of the wicked to sin. So if you're the, the labor of the righteous, those who would sow in righteousness, that tends to life. But the opposite is true. If you tend to wickedness, that leads to sin. Right? So the fruit of your own decisions. You decide what kind of person you are. You're either going to approach it righteously 
or you're going to approach it wickedly. And there's going to be a fruit of that. Right now, go, go to chapter 12, verse 12. Chapter 12, verse 12. Okay, the wicked desire the net, desireth the net of evil men, but the root of the righteous yieldeth fruit. So again, there's, a, there's this fruitfulness that comes out of the decision to either be wicked or righteous. Right, to, to either approach a decision point that's consequential with, with an understanding of what is righteous or right to do or, or what is wicked or evil or wrong to do. And there's a, there's a, there's a result of that. Look at, look at chapter 31, verse 31. So now it's speaking about the virtuous woman, right? So all of what she is, and notice what the Bible says, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. So she receives all of the fruit of her hands, the decisions, the actions that she has, she has produced, that's going to be given her as well. And, and so be careful what I'm saying is, is in the first place, it's got to be a decision point of what kind of fruit we're going to produce in our lives. Because you're, you're going to produce fruit, is what I'm saying. Regardless of what you think, you're going to produce fruit because that's who you are. But what kind of fruit is what we're speaking about? What kind of fruit will you have in hand? See, the, the fruit of personal decisions, it demonstrates really the, what, what is inside is what we're speaking about. And, and it's, the same, it's the same principle of what we sow, we reap. Right, what we sow, we reap. Look at Isaiah chapter 3. Look at Isaiah chapter 3. And notice, notice verse 9. The show of their countenance doth witness against them, and they declare their sin as Sodom. They hide it not. Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. Say ye to the righteous that it shall be well with him, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Woe unto the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hands shall be given him. Hey, listen. He's saying that, you know, the, the reward, the fruit, that, that's, that's totally in our hands. The, the decisions that we make to either do right or do wrong, they have consequences. It, it's pretty simple. It's not rocket science tonight. What you sow, you'll reap. And too many times we just, we just respond emotionally or respond without the end in sight. And we make a decision in haste. We make a decision based on how we feel or we make a decision based on, on, uh, on things that are obviously against the Word of God. And then we hope for the best. Listen, there's the consequence. There's a fruit of that. And in the first place, we, we've got to understand that there's a fruit that just will come based on our decisions. Look at chapter 10. Look at chapter 10, Isaiah 10. And uh, verses 11 and 12, Shall I not, as I have done unto Samaria and her idols, so do to Jerusalem and her idols? Wherefore it shall come to pass that when the Lord hath performed this, his whole work 
Upon Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, I will punish the fruit of the stout heart of the king of Assyria and the glory of his high looks. You know, there was a pridefulness that he was speaking about there that he's going to just judge. There's a pridefulness. He was saying, you know, I've done it to Samaria. I've done it to Jerusalem. I'm going to do it to Zion. And don't you think I'm going to do it to the king of Syria? And the, the king of Syria was, a, it was a, the, the kingdom of the day that really, that, really, um, that really ruled the majority of the world. And it was saying, you know, even the greatest is not immune to this. You know, sometimes we look at the, the government and they, the, the responsibilities that they have, and we look at it, of course, from a biblical lens, and we worry sometimes. And, and we understand that, that the decisions they, they make, there's a sowing and a reaping of that. And that's why, by the way, we ought to pray for our government, right? Not just complain. Some of us are good at complaining. But listen, we don't have the kind of fruit that they produce from their decisions, and we ought to pray. We ought to pray. God commands us to do that. And the point I'm trying to make is what we sow, we will reap. You know, God's not mocked. And so we've got to be careful. You know, often I like to turn to this verse, look at Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And, you know, sometimes young people aren't good at, at understanding those consequences. Now, I, don't, I don't pick on them tonight, but I'm just saying that a lot of times the, the fruits of our personal decisions were based on some decisions we made at youth. And we recover. We, sometimes we don't recover. Sometimes we, we play it out in the rest of our lives and we're not careful. And parents, can I just say, we ought to help our young people be the best decision makers that they can be. Right? It's not just, it's not just giving them rules. It's rules in relationship. Why? Because one day they'll be on their own and they better make good choices. But there's no... The, the, there's no better way to help them make good choices later than helping them make good choices now. And, and here's what I often tell young people in Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Look at verse 9. Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart, and in the sight of thine eyes. So he's saying, you know, you could do that. You could follow whatever comes before you. You could, you could decide and, and rejoice in whatever you decide to do and, and rejoice in, in, in whatever way you want to walk and you just do what you want to do. He's saying, But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Hey, listen, you decide that you're going to have bad habits. Listen, those bad habits don't just go away. You're going to have the fruit of that. You know, adulthood doesn't cure you from that. Often it exacerbates, and in fact, it actually just, it just brings it out in a greater light. So be careful what kind of decisions you're making. Be careful to just go about and just do what you feel like, do what you want, do what's in the moment, what's in the heat of the moment. Listen, you could be paying for that for, for a very long time. And it's, 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 it ought to be, you know, one of the things I love to do, here's a great youth activity. I used, to, I used to love taking our young people to the local court. So from time to time, if I just had to, some time, and I know, especially 16 and above, they, they, they maybe had a free period, I'd, I'd say, hey, come with me. 
and we'll go to the court and we'll sit there and the judge makes a judgment and a guy goes to prison. And I tell them, that's the reality of a decision. Because you know what? Sometimes we, we, we're coddled, aren't we, in our society? And we sort of go, whoa. And listen, we better, better be careful. And we've got to understand that decisions that we make, they have, they, they have consequences. In, in Jeremiah chapter 6, go, go to Jeremiah chapter 6. We're turning to different places, but in verse 19... Jeremiah 6, 19, he says, in verse 18, he says, Therefore hear ye nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. He says, Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law, and rejected it. So even in their thought life, you know, we better be careful. You know where decisions often start? In, in the heart, but often in, the, in our thought life. What's our thought life like? How are we thinking? What, what are some thoughts that we allow ourselves to entertain, to just allow there to permeate? The Bible tells us to have every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And we better take, of our, take care of our thought life. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's really not that bad, but we make it even worse because we've thought about it. And we've thought about it, and we've thought about it, and we've not allowed are thinking to be captive. You see, the problem wasn't that they were thinking. The problem was they were thinking without obeying. They didn't hearken unto the words, nor the law, but rejected it. We already saw earlier in today in Jeremiah 17 that our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And that inner life, that thought life, you know, God, that will come out. And God will judge according to the fruit of those kinds of decisions. And you see in Hosea chapter 10, verses 12 to 13, Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He come and rain righteousness upon you. You have plowed wickedness. You have reaped iniquity. You have eaten the fruit of lies. Because thou didst trust in thy way and in the multitude of thy mighty men. So you, you've trusted in your way. You've trusted in that way. You, you, you need to sow to yourselves different things instead. In Micah 7.13, he says this, Now notwithstanding, the land shall be desolate because of them that dwell therein for the fruit of their doings. And I want to just make, a, make mention here that, that sometimes, sometimes the, the fruit in others' lives is a consequence to us. Sometimes others make wrong choices that bears fruit and bears fruit in their immediate environment in the, the, in, in, in the areas of influence that they have. And, and can I just say, as a warning to us as parents, listen, the decisions we make, they, they impact on our young people, don't they? Decisions we make have a fruit in the lives of our children. And, and by extension, for those of us who are serving the Lord in, in leadership, our decisions bear fruit, Right? And so we got to take great care. And sometimes, here's, here's, the, here's sometimes what we do. We'll use that as an excuse to make other poor decisions. We'll say, oh, well, if my parents were, well, if they only treated me this way, well, if only they did right that way. And listen, they'll have their own judgment to that. But here's what I'm saying. 
you still have a decision to make. How you respond to that adversity. How you respond to that discouragement. How you respond to that disappointment. How you respond to that hypocrisy. How you respond to that, do you, will you look to Christ and look to His Word or will you just respond because of your frustration and your disappointment? Because regardless of that, you will bear fruit of that decision. And you've you got to decide on how you're going to respond, whether you're going to respond rightly or whether you're going to respond in the flesh. And so we've got to take great care. And, and you know, as Christians, can we just be reminded tonight that in Christ, actually we have all of the markers that can bear fruits of, of righteousness and holiness in our lives. Look at Romans chapter 6 tonight. Look at Romans chapter 6. So in verse 20, he says, For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But he reminds us, But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. We often quote the verse next, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But the context of that is that, you know, you actually don't have to bear the fruits of, of a sinful life. You can choose to instead bear fruits in Christ in holiness and everlasting life. So actually, we, can, we, have, we have, we're fully equipped to make right choices. We're fully equipped to, to go about and, and to choose rightly and, and, and I'm saying tonight that you will, you, will, you will reap what you sow. All fruit, really at the basis, there's a conscious choice. And what kind of fruit depends on the choices we make. And so here's what I want to tell you tonight. Because that's true, you need to choose rightly. You need to choose right. You know what that is? It's taking care of your decision maker. Again, it comes down to having a right heart with the Lord. In the first place, if you're not saved, you need to get saved. That's the first and good choice. But then taking care of that. Understanding that your decision maker, your heart, your thoughts, the inner life, you better take great care of that. You, you better make sure that, that it's clean, that you can, you can listen to, to the Lord, you can hear His voice, you can meditate upon His Word unhindered, and you better be able to communicate with the Holy Spirit and grieve not the Spirit of God. You better, you better just take care of the inner life. That's how you choose rightly. But then secondly, you need to choose wisely. And you know what that is? You need to take thought on what God says and action it that way. The first question we ought to ask ourselves is, what does God say about that? What does God say about it? You know, if you're, you're going through a situation, you ought to search the Scriptures. We ought to take thought to what God says. That's how you choose wisely. That's why young people, listen, if you want to live wisely, you need to, you need to fill yourself with wisdom. And the glad thing for us is we have the book of wisdom. It's not just Proverbs, it's the whole thing. 
And we have the, the Lord who is the sum of all wisdom. He is wisdom personified. And so we can look to Him and we can choose wisely. But really, in the end, we need to choose submitted to the Spirit of God. I referenced it earlier, but Galatians 6, 7, and 8, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Hey, if you want to reap good fruit, you better be submitted to the Spirit of God. You better not be walking after the flesh. You better be walking after the Spirit. See, the only way we will reap the right fruit in our lives is by submitting to the Spirit of God and the Word of God. And tonight, if that's not part of your life, then you're at a distinct disadvantage that you've placed yourself under. Because if you're a Christian, actually God's equipped you to, to make right choices and bear the right kinds of fruit in your life. All right, we won't, I think, I think we'll leave it there. The next couple of weeks, we're going to talk a little bit about fruit after our kind, which is really the kind of fruit where we see ourselves investing in others. Uh, we're going to look as well as the, at the fruit of some characteristics in our lives, fruit of wisdom, righteousness, fruit of holiness. And we're going to see that played out in Scripture. And, and I hope that while we're doing that, we're just asking ourselves this question and maybe praying this, Lord, help me to be fruitful. Lord, where's my fruit? And then just abiding and walking with the Lord like we should. And then you know what? There's going to be an outflow. We don't have to manufacture fruit. We're made to produce fruit. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you again for today. Thank you for your word. And Lord, thank you that you didn't leave us, Lord, in, in the state we're in. Lord, as a, as a people, Lord, you came to to lay down your life to save us, but then also, Lord, to give us the means to make the, the right kinds of choices in our lives so that we can bear the right kinds of fruits that please you. Help us, dear Lord, this week to recognize that. And then, Lord, if there's, there's anything there that is causing us to be hindered in that, I pray that we just get that right, that, Lord, we just come to you quickly. And, Lord God, just, just submit ourselves to you once again. I pray that you'd help us, Lord, and perhaps we're, we're weighed down by the, the consequences of our, of our decisions. Lord, help us then to look to you. Uh, Lord, there's a next decision to be made. And I pray, Father, that, Lord, as we de de decide to follow you, that you'll just show us and encourage us, dear Lord, uh, about the, the right kinds of fruits that will, will just come out of our lives. And so we love you, Lord. We thank you. Pray for your blessing upon the church as we get into the week. And we pray and ask these things in Christ's most precious, holy, wonderful name.